the great news about the next 30 minutes or so is that I believe that this can be a life-altering time in your life. I believe that if you will receive what God wants to speak into our hearts and into our spirits this morning, uh, that, that parts of your life will never be the same. That we can have an encounter with Him that will change us forever. I believe that this moment right now can be a time that you look back and you can say, that was the day that my life changed forever. But the bad news is, the bad news is, is that you also can sit here this morning and you can find a lot of excuses why you cannot apply the teaching of God's Word to your life. You can find a lot of reasons why. There are things in our life that we know that we need to do. I know that I have a Y membership and I need to use it. But just ask me and I can explain to you and give you a million excuses as to why that I don't. Now in the end, they are just that. They're just excuses. And in the end, I really know that if I do that, and if I commit to that, that my life could change forever. And so today, just for the next few minutes, we're going to start a series simply entitled, Stop. Stop. And together, I want us to talk about stop making excuses. Stop making excuses excuses. And today I want to ask you, what would you like to be different about your life? What would you like to be different about your life? Chances are, when I ask that question, all of us could give two or three or four or five or ten different things in our life that we would love to be different Maybe you say, you know, I want to lose weight, or I want to slow down, I'm just too busy. Or I want to spend more time with my family. Or I want to find a place in the church to to use my gifts. If I ask you, what would you like to be different? Most of you would be able to say and answer that question. But here's the problem. As soon as we decide... As soon as I decide to be different, Satan gives me excuses to stay the same. As soon as we make the decision and we say, this is what's going to be different in my life. This is what I'm going to change. These are the areas that that I want to improve in my life. The enemy will begin to speak into your mind and speak into your heart the reasons and excuses as to why you should stay the same. There's all these reasons that make us believe that it's really not worth the effort. There's all of these reasons in our mind that we think that we cannot do what we've been called to do. Luke chapter 14 verse 16 through 20 says this, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet... He sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. 
But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Whatever that means. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married and my wife won't let me come, or so I can't come. Here we see that a man had prepared a banquet. Something that, that these people should have known was going to be for their good. I mean, everybody likes free food, right? I mean, a rich man, he's prepared a banquet. I am going, I am there. But the enemy, they begin to give all of these different excuses as to why they couldn't do something that they knew was going to be a good thing. And in reality, upon the invitation, they begin to give excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. And as we sit here this morning, you may be thinking that's I'm guilty of that. There's areas in my life that I'm guilty of that. Something that I know could change my life forever. But, but I've tried it before. I've tried to become more involved in God's work. I've tried to, to lose weight. I've tried to be in a life group. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and it didn't work before, so why should I bother? Why would this be any different? I'm not good enough. I would like to do this, but, but I don't think I have the ability. I don't think that I can do it. But, but here's the problem. The problem is this. Sometimes when we have a good idea, we rely on our own strength. We have a, our own idea of what we think would be good, and we try to do that with our own power, with our own strength, with our own resolve. But if you haven't figured it out yet, our strength and our resolve is limited. I can only do so much in my own power. And a lot of us, we begin to do something and we have good intentions. But not God intentions. And there's a tremendous difference. Good intentions are centered around us. Good intentions rely on what we can do. But God intentions are very different. They're God-centered. When we put God at the center of what we want to be different, when we say, this is what God wants to be different about my life, instead of being it based on my own abilities, my own strength, my own power, my own resolve, if I have God intentions, then I can rely on Him. How many people know that His strength is greater than our strength? We can do things in Him that we could never do in ourselves. And so today I want to, to look for a few minutes and, and I want us to stop making excuses. And I want to look at, and I want to, to ask a couple of questions maybe a little bit different than what many people would ask. But I believe that there is a, a difference in the way that we ask questions that can change our life. And so instead of asking what you want to be different about your life, how about this question? What does God want to be different about your life?
What does God want to be different about your life? The creator of the universe. The one who loves you with a never-ending love. The one that has great plans for you. What does he want to be different in your life? Think about that for a moment. And in all actuality, what God wants and what you want may be the exact same thing. But when you begin to attribute the idea to God rather than yourself, it can change the way that you approach becoming different. If you think about what does God want, maybe God wants you to start a ministry. Maybe God wants you to begin to work with the children or work with the teenagers. Maybe it's been on your heart for a long time. But in your own power, you have thought, I can't do it. Maybe God wants you to to give something to someone, to become more generous. Maybe God wants you to forgive someone. Maybe you've been holding a grudge for a long time and and you've been trying to, and you know that it's it's weighing you down and that it's keeping you from, from excelling in life because you have this grudge. But you think in my own power, I know that I need to forgive that person, but I can't do it. But when you begin to look and say, God wants me to forgive this person. You can do it in His power. And a lot of you could tell me right now, if we went around this auditorium this morning, God has spoken to your heart and you know something in your life that He would like to be different. And so the second question I want to ask is, why does God want this to be different in your life? What does He want to be different, and why does He want it to be different? When you begin to connect the spiritual why with the spiritual what, there's a power and a motivation to accomplish what God wants in your life. When you begin to look at, have you ever told your kid that they need to do something? And their immediate question is, why? Now, parents, the the right response is not because I said so. How many people are guilty? You you don't want to hear it, right? I don't know why you're going to do it, just because I said so. But if you can explain to them and help them connect the why with the what, you, you might say, well, I feel like that, that, that God wants me to lose weight. Well, why? Well, I'm not in shape. I don't, I don't like my fat jeans. No, that's not why. The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the temple where God dwells and, and that it's a house for Him. And He wants you to honor Him and, and to take care for, of it. But you begin to to connect the why with the what. And when you do that, you become motivated. Because you understand why you're doing what you're doing. You might say, well, I believe that that God wants me to, to read through my Bible this year. Or I believe that God wants me to get in a life group. Or I believe that I need to, to connect with others. Other believers. That I need to to be able to share God's word with with other people. I need to be able to to 
get out of my corner that I'm in and begin to do life with other people. Well, why? Why? Why does God want that? Because He wants you to become more like Christ. He wants you to your life to bring glory and honor to His name. And when you can connect the why with the what, it changes the whole ball game. It changes everything. When you know what God wants for you, and when you agree with Him as to what He wants, and then you understand why He wants it, then things will begin to happen. And there's no excuse on earth that can keep it from happening. There's nothing that can keep you from what God wants in your life. If God is the author of the change, the Bible tells us if God is for us, and you can finish it, who can be against us? You have every power available to you to make the change in your life, to get rid of the excuses. There's no excuse that can stop you. No excuse that can keep you from the will of God if it becomes God-centered and not me-centered. There's a story in the Old Testament that is a perfect example of someone who was really good at making excuses. Someone who was really talented. They were a great excuse maker. Have you ever met anybody like that? They can give you excuse after excuse after excuse. Maybe you're that person. But this person, you think, well, he was a man of God. There's no way. But in in Exodus chapter 4, God has called Moses to deliver the Israelites. To deliver them from the bondage of slavery. They were under some cruel taskmasters. And they had been crying out for deliverance. They had been crying, God, please deliver us from from these Egyptians. Deliver us from this situation. So God chose one man. One man, and he asked him to do something that was a little bit out of his comfort zone. And just a side note here, you should know that a lot of times God will ask you to do something, and it's usually not something that you can accomplish on your own. If you would have told me three years ago, that I will be standing on this stage doing this almost every week, I would have said there's no way. There's no way. Because for, honestly, for 19 years that I had been an associate, or youth pastor and associate, I had so much stress and so much anxiety any time that they would ask me to speak in front of a group of people like this. My wife will tell you, she, when I had to preach because I didn't do it a whole lot, I think she bought me a hotel room a couple of times just so I could go away for the week. Because it was something that I knew that in my own strength, I couldn't do. And so when I was approached with what was getting ready to happen, that I was getting ready to, to uh, possibly take over as the lead pastor of Gateway Church. It was exciting, but man, it was scary. Because I knew that in my own strength, 
I could never do this every week. And a lot of times, a lot of times, God will ask us to do something that will make us step out of our comfort zone. Why does he do that? Because if it's something that we can do on our own, then we, we don't need him. If it's something that we can accomplish on our own, then he will not receive the glory and the honor. He's going to ask you to do something that you think is impossible. But trust him. Trust him. So here, God says to Moses, Moses, you are my guy. You are the one. Out of all of these people, you are the one that I have chosen to help deliver my people from bondage. And in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 and 11... Here's what Moses said. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So here God says, Moses says, I can't do this. There is no way that I'm going to be able to to do what you've asked me to do. I do not have the ability. I do not have what you think that I have. And God said, wait a minute. Who am I? Who is the one that gives you the strength and the power to accomplish the things? He said, is it not me? Who gave you your mouth? Is it not me that allows you to do the things that I've called you to do? Who controls everything? So if God asks you to do something, do not think that God will not help you. God asked Jeremiah, is anything too hard for me? Some of you know that you need something to be different in your life. You know that you need something to be different in your life and you've had all these excuses as to why you can't do it. You think it will never happen. God is asking you this morning, is anything too hard for me? Is there anything that I can't do? If you're trusting and believing in me, is there anything that I can accomplish through you? Something in His Word He can confirm it in your life. He can confirm it in your spirit. He can make it happen. Do you really think that there's anything too hard for God? And many of us, we need to stop making earthly excuses that discount the eternal power of God. Stop making earthly excuses. Things that in our power that we can accomplish... And quit discounting the eternal power of God. In other words, no more excuses. No more excuses. Let's read on. Exodus chapter 4 verse 12. After God tells him, and God declares to him, Hey, it's me that's going to use your mouth. It's me that is calling you to do this. This is not about you, Moses. This is not something that you've thought up on your own. 
This is something that I'm calling you to. This is something that, that I'm in control of. This is something that if you will trust me. And he tells him this. He says, now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And there's two thoughts from this passage that I believe that God is saying to Moses and he's saying to you and he's saying to me. And the first part is, do what you can do. Do what you can do. He says, now go. He looks at Moses and he says, you're going to have to go. I'm not going to pick you up and set it into motion. Now go. You do it. Do what you can do. I've told you what to do, but you have to be willing. You have to be obedient. He's saying, Moses, no more excuses. I don't want to hear them. Moses, quit thinking about it. Quit having prayer time over it. I've already told you what to do. There's times in my life that someone will ask me to do something. And my greatest excuse, and you've heard this before, and what my answer will be if it's something I really don't want to do, I'll say, I'll pray about it. Even though that I know that it's something I should do, even though I know that it's something that would be good and beneficial if I really don't want to do it, I'll pray about it. And a lot of times God has put into our hearts and into our spirit something that we know that he's called us to do, but we mask it off and say, oh, I'm still praying about it. Well, I'm still praying about which life group to get in. I'm still praying about, you know, how to use my spiritual gifts and, and my talents and my abilities. I'm still praying about, and you fill in the blank. God looks at Moses and he said, I've already told you what to do, now go. Someone once said that delayed obedience is the same as disobedience. And you may be sitting here this morning and God may have spoken something into your spirit about what needs to be different in your life. He says, now do it. Now go. Go and do the next thing that you can do. Don't over-spiritualize it. Don't say that I'm waiting on the Lord. I've heard people say, you know, I'm going to quit smoking. But I'm just waiting for him to take the desire away. My answer is, just throw the cigarettes away. Somebody said, do you think smoking will send you to hell? No. You might get to heaven a little faster. Someone says, I, I want to lose weight. Just got to get the motivation. And you go to their pantry and there's nothing but Twinkies and it seems like Twinkies. I don't even like Twinkies, but they, they always come up in my sermons. God wants me to start a ministry. Don't delay. God wants me to be in a life group. Right now where you sit, go to thegate.life. There it is. It just showed up. 
Have I ever mentioned our website, thegate.life, where you can find everything that you need to know about the church? And Just making sure. I haven't. Okay. Well, just so you know. Find a life group. Join one. Quit praying about it. We know what we need to do. Keep, quit putting it off. Quit thinking that, that we can't accomplish it. God is asking you, take the next step. Take the first step. Now go. Do what God is. And so here's what happens. He looks at Moses. He says, now go. And then he says, and when you go, I will help you and teach you. It's almost like God was saying, you do what you can do, and then I'll do the rest. You take that step. You be obedient. You go. And then I'll do what you cannot do. And there are things in our life that we look at and we make the excuse that we can't do it. And you know what? That's partially correct. We can't do it. We can't do it. I could not get up here every week and do this without God. There's things in your life that you cannot do. But he said, you take the first step. And when you go, I will help you. I will teach you. Do what you're being told to do. Do what the Spirit has put into your heart. Do what you are incapable of doing yourself. And trust God to do the rest. He's promised us that He would be with us every step of the way. He has promised us that He would never leave us. He has promised us that He would be our strength. And He would be our power. And He would be our source. He said, you go. Do what I've asked you to do. And let me take care of the rest. No excuses. If God wants it for you, if it's something that God wants to change in your life, connect the why with the what. Why does God want it different? And then just go. Just do it. There's no excuse. There's no power. There's no weapon that the enemy can use against us to stop what God wants to do in your life if you trust in Him. And if you take anything away from today, I want you to walk away from here this morning saying that I have faith that God can do what He's asked me to do. I have faith that if He's called me to do it, if He directs it, that He will help me complete it. If He spoke it into my life, if I will do what I can do, I have the faith to know that I'm going to complete it. So think about what could be different in your life. Think about if you change something in your life, what could be different in the lives of those around you? And there's some of us, there's some of us that we are making excuses, and it's not only affecting us, but it's affecting everybody else around us. Because we're not willing to take that next step. It's not only hurting us, but it's hurting the people that we love. The people that we care about. 
God is saying, take that step. Don't come to God with just simply good ideas. Know that what God is asking you to do is His idea. Center around Him. Center around His power, His glory, His might. You do what God has asked you to do, and then trust Him to do what you cannot do. And He will get all the glory, and He will get all the honor, and He will get all the praise, and His name will be lifted up. What would happen in our life if we quit insulting Him with our pathetic excuses? What would happen? What would happen if if we asked God, God, what do you want to be different in my life? How can I change? One of my key thoughts over the last few months has been, if you want something to change in your life, then change something. And there's many of you sitting here on these pews this morning, and you are miserable. Listen, we are 100% honest here with each other. There are some of you that I see your Facebook feed. You're miserable. And you keep waiting. God, I need something to change. God, I hope this gets better. God, And God is saying, you do what you know to do. You make the decision to change something. And when you change something, something can change. A lot of us want different results, but we keep doing the same thing over and over. In order to get different results, we have to start doing something different. And there's many of you here today that you want something to change, but you've been trying to change it on your own. You've been trying to change it without God. You've never completely sold out to Him. You've never really taken that first step. You may be here and you say, man, I've tried it before. There was a time in my life that, that I was following after Christ, and, 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 but, but everything just fell apart. It's time to quit making excuses. It's time to quit putting it off till tomorrow. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm a great excuse maker. There's things in my life that I know that God wants to be different. I've come up with every excuse in the world as to why that I cannot change. I've come up with every excuse in the world as to why it cannot happen. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. I'm going to ask you just to slip up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I need something to change. I'm tired of my, the way that, that my life is going. I'm tired of the direction that my life has taken. I know there's things in my life that God wants to change. I'm tired of being stubborn. I'm tired of trying to hide it. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Thank you.
thank you. God sees your heart. God knows exactly what and where you are. The enemy wants you to believe that you're all alone. The enemy wants you to believe that it cannot change. But God says it can. Father, I come before you right now. You see every hand that was raised across this congregation. And God, I pray that you will motivate them to do what they can do. To take that step whatever it is, whatever needs to change. God, that you will help them and give them the boldness to take that step. God, help them, help us to quit listening to the father of lies. The things that he fills our minds with. God, I believe with everything that's in me that there are people here this morning that want something to change and they're ready to change something. God, fulfill the promise that says that if we will draw close to you, that you will draw close to us. I come against every excuse right now that is going through our minds as to why it can't happen. everyone to stand. Hands went up all across this building. And whether you are, it's your first time here or you've been here you are surrounded by people you're more than a number you are surrounded by people who love you and who see and want to see you fulfill your destiny in Christ if you raised your hand this morning I want to give you the opportunity changing changing who you've put your trust in 
changing the way that you see every day. If you raised your hand this morning, as they begin to sing, I'm going to give you the opportunity just to come down and let us pray for you. We have, you will not come alone. You will not come alone. Whether you've just walked into this building for the first time, or whether you've been here for a long time, I'm asking you and, and encouraging you to take that step. You say, why is that important? It's important because you need to know the Bible tells us the importance of doing life together. The importance of connecting with people. The importance of knowing that God has put people in your life to walk with you. Who are going to be there for you. You say, well, they, you don't know me. It doesn't matter. Our motto is here is we love God and we love people. And we love you. And we want to see God do a great work in your life. So as she begins to sing, I want to challenge you. If you raise your hand, don't buy the devil's excuses. Take a step. Take a step. Let us pray for you. Change something today. And I promise you that if you do what you know to do, God will do the rest. You have me, Father, right now as they begin to sing. God, you've seen every hand that's went up. God, I pray right now, God, that you will give somebody the strength and the courage to take that step. God, to take that step to allow something to change in their life. Every excuse God, I pray that they cease right now. God, right now I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will move in this place. God, that people will realize and understand. God, that you love them and that you care for them. God, if they'll do what they know to do, God, that you'll do the rest. trust in you for the impossible to trust in you for what we cannot do sing it this morning proclaim it declare it God we're trusting in you 